Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, tennis fans. Novak Djokovic has won the Tour Finals for a record seventh time. That's right. And we're going to go through his post-match press conference to see him speaking about the match and how he was able to achieve such a high level on the court. He also goes into his plans for next year with the Olympics on the horizon, the one big title he's yet to gain. And also, he speaks about the old versus the new. Novak Djokovic, which one would win? Thank you, guys. Here he is. Thank you so much. Congress Novak, Goran came in earlier and said that on Saturday he knew that he would win the tournament because he just switched on. Did you have the same feeling? Yes, I did. Um, I think... Uh, the match against Alcaraz last night and, and the one tonight, probably two best matches under the circumstances that I've played this season. Uh, against uh, two players that are in fantastic form, and I mean, obviously, the quality of Alcaraz and Sinner, um, we all know, and um, playing Sinner tonight in front of his home crowd. Um, and the way I finished the tournament and finished the season is is amazing. I'm very, very proud of the performance, obviously. What Goran was referring to is probably after I clinched the year number one uh, with the first win over Rune, I was not mentally present, I think, fully in the tournament. After that, I was like, yeah, you know, kind of half in, half out uh, feeling. Um, and that reflected on my level of tennis and my performance and the way I felt on the court. Um, obviously, thanks to Sinner for, you know, um, allowing me to be in the semifinals when I was there. I thought, okay, now, you know, I'm going to try to step it up. And and I did. I played uh, really two high-level matches. Um, I started very aggressively tonight against Yannick, which was the difference, you know, different to... The, the group stage match we had against each other. And I think Definitely. that match helped me prepare myself better for the atmosphere, the crowd. You know, obviously, I, I you know, analyzed the match and I looked what, what could have done, what I could have done better. And I think I've done it, uh, I've done it very well for the entire match. <laughs> well, yes. What a perfect place to start. And I couldn't agree more with Novak there. Uh, we said on one of these last press conference uh, reactions uh, about 
how he had the blueprint already for uh, Yannick Sinner after playing him and how would he use that blueprint to then take it into the final and defeat Yannick Sinner because Sinner obviously the one in the in the great form won all four of his matches and undefeated in the tournament and I mean Djokovic the the highest level I don't know if I've seen a higher level of tennis in I wouldn't even say this year I think I can't even remember the last time I saw somebody playing such complete tennis um, on a tennis court it was it was unreal like some of the stuff that he was doing there like he said he came out he was more aggressive we saw in the stats that he was hitting his forehand I think it was like 20 kilometers an hour faster than Yannick Sinner who's supposed to be like the one of the biggest ball crushers on the tour and everyone had been bigging him up and Djokovic just showed him how it's done in the final obviously there was going to be some nerves from Yannick Sinner but to have the two best matches uh, in the semis and the final, like he said, I think we all sort of had this little sense that once he got that first match out of the way and he got the year-end number one, there was still an element that I got an air from him that he oh he wasn't really sure if his heart was really in this tournament or not. I think he wanted to secure that, and I, I wasn't getting the, the right energy. But you saw as soon as Sinner allowed him to go through which could have been to his well it was to his own detriment in the end we ended up with Djokovic suddenly like playing unbelievable tennis and I think that's down to the fact not just his uh, own mental state moving into the semi-finals but I feel like Carlos Alcalaz is a person that causes Djokovic to raise his level it's almost like he he wants to defeat Alcalaz in such a way the, just to prove to everybody I'm still the number one and by doing that against Alcalaz his level raised and then he, he was even better in the final I mean it was yeah it was like he went from a, a 9 out of 10 in the semis to then a 10 out of 10 in the final incredible Miller, congratulations um, are you able to put into words the emotions when that last point happened and was that the highlight or was it chatting with and hugging the children? Hmm. It's always children, uh, <laughs> honestly. I mean, obviously winning a, winning a match with this importance and significance is always, uh, you know, an incredible feeling in the end and also huge relief um, because there's a very high tension and pressure that you feel uh, on the court. And um, I, I was, you know, Pretty much playing flawless tennis, set and three two, and then I, yeah, then I then I got tight. I must say, um, start to miss the first serve. Crowd got into it, and um, I was I was lucky that he he missed um, an easy put away forehand. I think it was a four three, uh, and deuce. Um, you know, you could say also I was unlucky to hit the the net cord when on the passing shot for double break, but. You know, at this level, it happens, and I just maintained my my focus. And I, I could feel from the beginning that um, it was a different vibe, different energy from him and from me, comparing to the the match we had four or five days ago. I felt I, you know, <clears throat> I felt that maybe he wasn't as 
free or as comfortable from the very beginning like he was in the four matches prior to the finals. And I felt, okay, my opportunity is now and I have to take it. I have to be controlling the rallies and I have to be the one that is going to sort of say impose himself on the court. He needs to feel my presence, which wasn't the case in the group stage match. So I think that that was probably the major tactical difference between the two matches. And uh, obviously him finishing with double fault is, you know, is not ideal, but you know, it's, um, it's a great reward, I think, for what uh, my team and I and my family have been through this year, uh, being one of the, you know, most successful years in my career that I ever had. Uh, four out of five major tournaments I won and played finals in Wimbledon. So, you know, I, I couldn't ask for more, to be honest. Um, I've, I'm very, very proud of, you of want this more? season. <laughs> yeah. <I have. laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I'm only joking, obviously. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, he, if he'd have won Wimbledon, does he just retire after the, that year? I mean, do, do you just ride off into the sunset? Nothing left to prove if you manage to win every single one of them. But, yeah, I mean, I'll be happy to see him back trying to do the calendar slam again next year. I think an honest assessment, though, from him of how the match went. He did exert his dominance on the court. And alluding to the fact that Sinner was missing some shots and he was missing some shots, he allowed Sinner back in by his first serve percentage going down. And Sinner sort of started coming back, but then missed big points on big opportunities as well. And... Drawing the parallels between the group match and the final, I mean, for me, it's quite obvious what the difference is. It's it's a final against Novak Djokovic, and not many people can defeat Novak Djokovic in a final, especially playing like that. I mean, it's, that was that was impossible. Nobody beats Djokovic if he's playing like that. Um, it it's just another level. It's a different sport that he was sort of playing there. We said it on the on the podcast as well. It was like you have a computer game and you turn the difficulty up to the highest level. It's gone past the highest level and it's like he can guess everything you're doing and he can put the ball on any part of the court he wants. And Yannick Sinner, unfortunately, yeah, he was going to feel the nerves. He was at home in Italy. It was the most watched tennis match ever in Italian history. I think six and a half million people in Italy tuned in to watch it. So a lot of pressure on his shoulders. And especially when you're going up against someone who you've already beaten as well in this tournament. But he's the greatest for a reason. And uh, Sinner was still very complimentary and said that, well, this will only make him better. So Yourself motivated. How is it possible to do better than this? Because also in Wimbledon, Well, you can win four slams <laughs> and Olympic gold. <laughs> yes. Next year's um, next year. Let's see. You know, I mean, I... I have always the highest ambitions and goals, so that's not going to be different for the next year. That's for sure. I mean, you know, the drive that I have is still there. My body has been serving me well, listening me well, listening to me well. I have a great team of people around me. Motivation, especially for the biggest tournaments in sport, is still present. So it still inspires me to keep. Keep going, um, and in the end of the day, you know people see you performing in the big tournaments, but they don't see all the weeks and months of of, uh, 
dedicated day-to-day, uh, week-to-week work and trying to build your form so that you can pick where you want to pick. Um, and for me, obviously, those, those are Grand Slams and you know, World Tour Finals and, of course, next year also hopefully Olympic Games. So, yeah, uh, the mindset is the same and I'll keep going. I don't know whether I'm going to have as good of a year next year, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep this kind of, um, yeah, kind of a freshness of mind and, and um, um, in a way, motivation to do that. Well, scary for the rest of the tour. He, he sounds as motivated as ever. Going to try and do it all again next year. The Olympics are next year as well. Can he do it? That is the big question. Can he win uh, the one which has sort of been evading him? And it will be at Roland Garros, that one as well. I'm sure that there's going to be a Spanish guy probably looking to maybe win that one as well. Or maybe two Spanish guys. I don't know. Maybe they'll both be in there trying to stop Novak Djokovic winning. Uh, maybe the maybe the Golden Slam could be on. We don't know. I'm excited, though. It is... Oh, God, I mean... Can we fast forward to January already? I want to just watch him back on the tennis court again. But like he's saying, it's a similar thing I've heard from a lot of sports people at the, at the very highest level. And especially I watch a lot of UFC, boxing, that type of thing. And they say the same thing. Like when people come to watch you and it's like the big fight and they only see like you there for like what could be in boxing like half an hour or 45 minutes or something like that and they'll judge you based upon that but they don't see that you're in a training camp for six months with getting battered and bruised and with injuries and recovery and physios and like working round the clock every single day they just see the final product and that's just testament and that's why you see at the end of all of these tournaments the team like I mean some people might feel it strange if they don't realize what goes into it like that that's why they always the first person they go to is always the team it's always the people that have like been like uh, helping them get to that state where they can actually achieve it the people who have been coaching them the people who have been helping their body like be maintained through a long tournament they're the people who are on the full journey they spend more time with him than his family do this is the crazy thing I'm sure it will obviously change once he retires and he'll get to spend as much time as possible with his family but this is why he cherishes his time when his family turn up to the tournaments and he has to do it and dedicate it all to them I mean admirable really and just uh, another incredible tournament win for Djokovic Hi, Novak. Um, is the uh, Olympics next year your, your major target, given that it's the, the one major honour that you don't have in your career? Well, uh, it is definitely one of the major goals for next year, other than Grand Slams. So, you know, it's going to be a very congested schedule with uh, going from the slowest to the fastest surface in sport back to the slowest clay, grass, clay, and then hardcore. So that's obviously a very uh, demanding, uh, challenging stretch of the year. And 
I'm going to have to speak with my team to see how we can plan out our preparations, training, so that I'm able to play my best tennis where, where I want to. Yeah, I mean, something uh, I hadn't even considered. Yeah, it's having to go from the slow courts of the French Open in Roland Garros to then to Wimbledon on super fast grass courts and then back to slow. I, I mean, in my in my mind, I'm just thinking, yeah, it's another tennis tournament, but it's not, is it? I mean, he, he has preparation put in place weeks before to build himself towards tournaments. He just said that, like, this is what he does. So how do you prepare yourself to go from one to the, the, the other and then back to the other one again? I mean, if he's able to do that, if he's able to still compete at all of the slams at a high level and the Olympics, I mean, we know how uh, close he was at the last Olympics. And he was, it was, the Golden Slam was on that year. But is that at the depth, like, is going for the Olympics, like, does he need to maybe take it easier in one of the other slams? That's the, that's the question. Like, how, like, how difficult is it going to be for his body to to go through all of those things we saw it didn't it, it wasn't achievable last time but does he have another trick up his sleeve hello novak congratulations uh which novak is stronger novak 10 years ago or novak right now and who would win this match 10 years ago was 2013 so i would say novak of today 2015 was one the best years, probably the best year I had, you know, with uh, whatever, 18, 19 finals in a row on all the tournaments and three out of four slams. And, you know, uh, I had uh, quite a great 18 months, you know, 2015 and a half of 2016. So, um, but again, the, the, the thing, the, the moments in time are different for me. I mean, I don't try to uh, play as much as I did play 10 years ago. So, I have to pick and choose the the right moment, uh, right tournaments, and right periods of the year where I can perform my best. Um, so it's tough to compare. Uh, but did, someone did ask me the same question not a while ago, yeah. and they said, you know, the question was actually phrased like, "Who would win?" You know, in the matchup, and I said that um, it would be an easy job for a 36-year-old. Yeah. Which is great to hear that he believes that him at this age is better than him in the past. Even his previous best, Djokovic, I mean, he must be really feeling good right now. This is the thing. This is the level that he's got to right now. And to be able to say that type of thing, or to be even able to compare amazing years like this, it's just stuff other people aren't able to do. And we have to just take this in that this is such a rarity in any sport, not just tennis, that somebody is able to sit back and uh, look at their career and just sort of try and compare the greatness between different years. I mean, some people might just only have one. Some people have none. He's got many, and he has to try and pick and choose between them. <laughs> Joking, of course. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. Cool. <laughs> I would give the young, young myself a hard time, that's for sure. There you go, Novak Djokovic's press conference following his win of the ATP Tour Finals. Let me know what you thought of his comments in the comments section below. Because 
I thought it's just another one of those chances to just see the great man speaking after another victory and having a bit of a laugh, looking back over the history that he has in the world of tennis and, well, just admiring the fact that he's able to be so humble and such a great, great role model for the future players in tennis. How many more of these will we get? I think we've got to relish each one that we do have. But if you haven't already, please hit a like on this video. Subscribe to Game to Love if you're new. And stay tuned on the channel. And we've got another episode of The Countdown coming out soon. Podcast Network.